Pussy, please. I'm making the decisions from now on. Okay, well, this could be a play. It should be. Coming to Broadway 2020. Starring Fantasia. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck is up, y'all? Thank you for fucking with us another week. But meanwhile, I'm still Lexi, and this is still Sydney. And you are listening to the Catnip Podcast, and it's fucking awesome. The P word of tonight is participation, because let me tell you what. We got all fucking hands on deck. We have guests who are phenomenal in like extremely different areas. But when I tell you the cohesion tonight is going to be incredible. The amount of wine that we had. I'm going to save them for a second. Like just tune in. Stay stay focused. Fuck with the next. So let's talk about this P word for a second, Sydney. The P word of the day is participation. What does that mean to you? So what are you participating in and where are you putting your time, donating your time, your energy? Where are you putting uh, your participation in? And is it worth it? Like, should you be putting your time and energy in something else? Should you be participating in something else other than, I don't know, um, things that you may feel obligated to do but aren't necessary aren't necessary to get by like that's really important to do um and we were just talking about how important self-accountability is when really checking in with yourself and seeing where you should not be participating in like where could you be excelling in had you put in more participation into this one field so just really checking that and you know just aligning your goals and see what that where the energy feels right where your goals are being met where you feel right spiritually that is where you should show up and participate so let me be real if fuck boys exist it means there are fuck boy makers Make sure you're not participating in the manufacturing of new fuckboys for future generations to be fucked up by. So check yourself and make sure you're not condoning behavior that's not conducive for your lifestyle. Like, make sure that you're not participating in bad behavior and you're not, like, overlooking dumb shit that you know you don't stand by or you know ain't no good for you. Or you know is a trap or you know is out of your league or under your league unqualified like stop setting yourself up for the okie doke stop letting your pussy make decisions for you stop letting her call the niggas that you know is ruining your life but got the best dick stop doing it call them not call 911 on that bitch call 12 call the police you better pull the the 14 percent of European DNA that you have in your genetics out and call the police so that you can settle the fuck down. Because let me tell you, the reason why these fuck boys are thriving is because some bitch out there is like, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we all band together and like stop participating in fuck boy making behavior, get better results. 
Can I get an amen? Can I get $20 each? Cash app is hashtag <laughs> Blush Life R. Hey, y'all. But anyway, um, you got to do what you got to do. Check out, check what you're participating in and how you're participating in it. Are you an active participant? Are you in control of what you're doing? Or are you just born with whatever whim and emotion is telling you to make this, this decision or that decision? Because a lot of times we make decisions based upon how we feel. And that's fine and all. Your feelings are valid, but just your feelings are so temporary. You think about the amount of extreme emotion niggas be having before they eat and how calm and pacified they are two bites later. You know what I mean? Like, you can't trust your feelings that that deeply. So really be able to, like, check yourself and figure out, like, am I being controlled by how I feel and I'm maneuvering that way? Or am I really thinking things through and using, like, some tactics, some, you know, some thoughts, some consideration, you know, all that good shit that stops us from doing dumb shit. So check on what you participate in. Yes, right? And a little a self-check-in, like, could never hurt you. So, our Tomcat of the day is the sexy Michael B. Jordan. Mm. He's so, girl, he's so lusciously brown. And he has such a nice smile. And yeah, he has beautiful teeth, beautiful lips, and dimples. Like, Creed 2, Creed 1 was for whoever the fuck watched Rocky, but Creed 2 was for women. Because let me tell you, all of them seats are paid for by women who are gonna be hatching eggs every single every single scene of that. <laughs> Little movie theater seat insurance policies, like so they don't mess up the seats. Six dollars per movie to, for Michael B. Jordan movies, just in case the seats get a little slick. Some plastic, a little, little cotton absorbent, you know, comfortable. Oh my god! Right. This girl on my Facebook said when she watched that movie and saw him in the movie, she laid about 30 eggs in her seat. <laughs> I've never laughed at something so hard and still continuously laugh about it so hard years later or months later. Whatever. 2018 was so fucking long. God damn, right? <laughs> Wow. Like Black Panther came out this year. Just this year. It's still the same year coming. This feel like Game of Thrones for real. Like winter is coming. Like winter came for 14 seasons on that show. Damn. Mm. You know, we also got to talk about Dwight Howard. Yikes. <laughs> ah. <sighs> so I, girl. Mm. Okay. So basically um what everything that happened with dwight howard he what what happened was, everything well so like i was on twitter and like was seeing it all go down but so i had to go back and just read the story because it was it was all too much and people people were going in um but basically dwight howard was seeing a guy um and they met on wild and out and while they were dating it was cool no problems they were sending pictures back and forth you know nudes and was on facetime um and Dwight apparently was also going to these sex parties with um you know transgender men and women and um you know and prostitutes and basically was like fucking outside of you know the relationship that they had um Elijah was you know upset about that and um he 
was exposing Dwight. And Dwight Howard started to harass them, started to harass him. And then Elijah wouldn't take the money, like the hush money. And so Dwight Howard's like the people in his camp started to send out messages to Elijah telling him like, you need to stop, you know, threatening him. Uh, Elijah also came out last year and accused Playboy Cardi of being gay also. Uh, so I feel like, um, like when I've been hearing that, that takes away from like his credibility. However, it doesn't give anyone the right to be like harassed and bothered. So yeah, Dwight Howard hasn't come out with a statement or anything. Oh my gosh, this is so aggressive. Dwight Howard is, um, I always thought he was so fine, uh, but he seemed like he got a lot going on right now. You know what? The issue isn't with him being gay. That's cool. No. No, no, he's he's still fine regardless. You can't be bullying people out of like that you fucking with. That doesn't work. You can't call in your gay mafia friends to like harass people. Sit down somewhere. How you gonna be in the closet making orders like that? (laughs) Cause that's the shit that get niggas exposed. Like literally, that is the shit that gets niggas exposed. Like. Either be a, you know, you gotta start being a buck with it. Like, it's too much stuff floating around here for people to just be out here acting like stuff not is what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Lamar Odom died and came back to life in a brothel from like months of raging. Like, we gotta do better. Who is telling motherfuckers to stop making bad decisions? You know what I mean? Like, what what are we allowing our friends to participate in? You know what I mean? Like, my homeboy. And come to me and say, yeah, my undercover sexual lover is acting up. I need you to harass them for me. What? Right? How do you even have that conversation? How do you, do you send out like a hit, like 50,000 to whoever send the most texts? Like, what the fuck goes on here? Like, how is this arranged? And my thing is, who is following these instructions? It's one thing for someone shout forth such or such orders like a little you know down low napoleon bonaparte but like who is following suit like who are your kamikaze soldiers i need answers and because i need answers i need everybody who knows something to shut the fuck up because that's what you should have been doing from the beginning and that's just how i feel about the situation personally I just, I, you know what? I also didn't know um, when I was like looking at the story that uh, Royce from Basketball Wives is his baby mama. Yes, girl. I know that. Yes, that's his whole baby mama. Man, I would act like Casey Anthony right now. Like you would not see me in the streets right now if I was his baby (laughs) right now. Like. I mean, Casey Anthony actually was just in this recent article. Um, like, they're trying to help her find a boo. She's having a hard time finding love. I feel like I just gave the emoji face with the real big shocked eyes real quick. Like, what? Y'all are setting her up? Bitch. <laughs> she, right. Like, must, like, right. The white privilege is jumping out. Man, what I, in my mind, I was like, man, what it must be like to be a, a white woman in America right now. It's inconclusive whether or not you're a good parent because of murder. But, you know, she still likes long walks in the park. 
and like movies, like romantic comedies and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like she still needs Tinder tips too. Shit. <laughs> Bitch, me too the fuck. We all trying to find love. Maybe. <laughs> In real life, I just read an article where they're saying that millennials and teens are having way less sex than the generations that came before them. So, no, we still busting it open, but marginally less than our ancestors, like the baby boomers who are whose generation is marked because of their baby booming. So, you know... We wanted to bring in someone who knew the details and was out here in them streets talking to the generations about sex education and like really helping us not make bad decisions in the future. So I would like to bring with us Cara Simmons. She is one of our beloved um, Savannah love like literally I've never seen a person define the word love so easily like she's such she's such a warm hug like if you've ever gotten a really good warm hug from somebody they made it into a person it's a wonderful it's a wonderful experience being present so thank you Cara for joining us <laughs> then we have Brandy Turner who is the author of the fuckboy fables like we got real writers and authors and entrepreneurs and boss ass educated bitches on our shows that do dope shit and so what she did was took a real life experience which I'm gonna let her describe because I'm gonna tell it totally differently <laughs> than she is and a lot of the stuff I'm gonna say ain't gonna happen but she took her experiences and she was able to create her own self-care self-healing and her own capitalistic endeavors. So we're gonna give her an amazing round of applause. And then we got some ideas for what y'all niggas should be doing for the holidays so that you're not wasting your money. Cause let's be real, a lot of us are really too broke for Christmas. So instead of buying gifts, we need to buy experiences. And what Brandy has done is created an experience for us. And we're gonna give you a glimpse into it. So you are welcome. And I look forward to showing you why. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna start off with Cara. Hey everyone. Hi, Mau Mau. Hi, Cara. I'm so happy you're here. I know, thanks so much for the invite. I'm so happy to be here. It's always fun to see people who like you haven't seen in so long and like Lexi is like connected to, like Lexi did everybody's hair, you know? Like everybody, everybody had healthy hair and everybody was gonna go see Lexi. Everybody was seeing Lexi, so. Um, I'm so happy that you're here, but I wanted to ask you first, um, what type of cat would you be if you could be a cat? I'd be a Siamese. You know, there's just no, there's so sweet, but yet so mysterious. And they just have a very sexy vibe about themselves. So that's what the cat I would be. Ooh, very sleek. I feel that. That's so fancy. Okay, that's that's a really that's a really good cat. So next. What is your get money song? Like when you head into your job, what are you grinding to? What what song? Oh, let's see. Right now, I'm I'm on this Cardi this Cardi phase. I can't even lie. I love I love me some Cardi B. So it's right. It's gotta be Money Bag. Money Bag. Money Bag. Money Bag. Bitch, I'm making like a Money Bag. Yeah. 
I do what I do. I love what I do. But, you know, I got to stack them coins, too. So that is my get money. I'd be twerking in the car, too. Just, just, hey, 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 yes. Exactly. Like, you've got to, you got to, like, get your energy. I feel that. Um, okay. And I do, I would definitely want to hear about what you do a little bit later. But our last song is Who Would You Play? Who Would Play You in a Biopic of Your Life? Like, what actress? Ooh, maybe Gabby. You know, Gabrielle Union. That's my girl crush. So I would have to say Gabrielle Union. You know, she's she's got that that sleekness about her, that professionalism, but she's still fun. She's still, you know, sassy. And that really is me as a person. Very sweet, very down to earth, and very real and genuine. So I would say Gabby, Gabrielle Union. I love Gabrielle. Shout out to her because she just had a, she just had a baby. It's a total different community surrounding like motherhood and what's acceptable and what's the right time and how you have your kids and we're more thinking of in vitro and we're more understanding and sharing with miscarrying mm-hmm. and we're more accepting of women's choices for abortion and Plan B's mm-hmm. and birth control and condoms and pulling out like. I'm glad that women are now participating in the conversation of reproduction. Like, mm-hmm. it used to be y'all supposed to, you know, I make the break-in mm-hmm. and you make the babies. Or I don't know how to, the little, I'm not going to memorize no bullshit saying. So mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to go. But you know what I mean? Like, but now we're participating in the conversation. So shout out to Gabrielle for continuing to, you know, be realistic. Like, everything ain't peachy king, but we're going to do what we want to do to get what we want. So it's yeah. like... Shout out to her. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that we're having these conversations too because before and long before, we don't have these conversations and sex in general has been so taboo. And with sex being so taboo, I'm so happy to see people like Lexi said, Gabrielle Union, even Serena Williams, you know, and coming out and speaking out about um, postpartum depression, you know, that that's real. And we don't, and as black and brown women of color, we don't have these conversations, but we need to because these situations are real and they're, and they happen every single day. So what Cara does professionally, she prevents us the next generation from needing a lot of the fucked up conversations that we <laughs> have all too often so what is it that you are doing for our community yeah. that we absolutely need it i'm so excited so i am by trade a sexuality educator so i teach our young people so our adolescents about sexuality education so not just abstinence so not just don't have sex i am going into schools and communities and in organizations and we're having the conversation about if you choose not to have sex that's great that's your personal choice but if you do choose to have sex we want you to be protected we want you to get tested we want you to also which is not talked about is understanding that pleasure aspect as well so being able to truly understand sex and sexuality for what it is so I, we go in, we talk about condoms and contraceptives and birth control and, you know, our age range is from 10 to 19. So it's really, we understand that our young people are starting to have sex at a younger age, but in general, they don't even know the basics about puberty. So how do you even take care of yourself? You know, how do you 
clean your your penis properly, what right? Going What's going on? You know, when are your boobs going to grow in, right? So having those conversations and understanding that sex and sexuality is normal and it needs to be accepted and even talking about what like what we've talked about, like gender identity and sexual orientation, you know, even talking about the basics of that. So I love, clearly, I love what I do. So we appreciate what you do. Like, like I said, like you're preventing a lot of bad conversations. Unfortunately, we learn a lot about sex and relationships and stuff from TV, from music, from our friends, from Pornhub, from Pornhub, <laughs> from Pornhub Live. Um, we learned so <laughs> we learned so much bad information, but we appreciate. Um, people like her who come out and tell us the truth. So what are some, some of your best practices for millennials who have ruined sex and condoms mm. and having babies, yeah. which is dry humping forever? All right. A lot of our, our male partners are saying it doesn't feel right. You can't make condoms sexy. Lube is your best friend. You need to lose, use lube. And I'm going to put a plug in. And Uber Lube is probably one of the, the better lubes that are out there right now. Uber got lube. <laughs> Uber is taking over. And that's a lot of, and that's the reason why I think, number one, condoms are on the the decline but they need to be on the incline in the in the fact that our young people and even i can't even say young people people our age and our generation for millennials where they feel that they have to just raw dog and it's not you don't have to raw dog use a condom use some lube make it sexy and if you make it sexy that's going to be safer for you because you don't have to worry about oh do I need to run to the store and get a plan B or do I need to go ahead and get STD tested, right? So I think it's a lot that goes into that. And having those conversations early is number one. So use lube, don't be afraid of lube. And yes, girls and, and um, our kittens out here, I know we get wet, but listen, and it's okay, it makes it fun and then you're protected when you add a condom to it, right? So make sure you get tested. So we know that in Georgia alone, we are number eight in the nation for uh, chlamydia and then two for syphilis and gonorrhea. And then number five when it comes to um, HIV. So we, we have to understand that these things are real and we have to get tested, not just for our own self, but for, for our partners too. We have to have and be able to have those conversations. So my number three, Lexi, would be communicate. Communicate with your partner, not just about STDs and pregnancy, but what you like. Be able to communicate your likes and your dislikes. Say, oh baby, I like it here, or no baby, I don't like it there. So I think as Stop thinking women, it. Yeah, stop thinking and you know, don't always have sex just to have an end goal, which is an orgasm. Have it for the intimacy and the oh. relationship, right? And that, and that, that building. Just don't just have sex to come. I mean, we have other things for that, <laughs> but be able to really communicate with your partner about what you like and what you don't like. And consent, consent to I know you said no, you didn't give me a four, but consent's number four. I'm putting in a four. Oh. <laughs> But consent, consent is really important. So even if you don't feel like it, your partner needs to respect your boundaries and say, you know what? I respect that, you know, they don't want to have sex tonight and that's okay. If you ever want to check if a man understands consent or not, 
you casually interact with them, you know, make sure you guys are both very comfortable. Possibly during sex, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or not, whatever. But you put your finger up his ass. <laughs> That's what you do. That's how you freaking sex. <laughs> that, the rejection, the physical and mental immediate <laughs> simultaneous rejection mm -hmm. of that ass to anal situation, no, he does not like that. He is not consenting of this. Stop doing that. In some cases, you might end up with a black eye if he had like a jail sentence and he's not the toughest guy out there. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what you're doing yourself nowadays. Everybody understands consent. Do the consent check. A respect thing. Consent's all about respect. If you respect your partner, you know, we can, we can stick a finger up your booty hole. My favorite line, my favorite line from Insecure. Hold on, my favorite line from Insecure was when she was hooking up with the weird head shaped neighbor bay. And he was like, Can I titty fuck you? And she whispered into his ear, like, I, I, I respectfully declined. That's cool. And then he was like, Yeah, like, okay, that's cool. You know, and they moved on to other stuff, but like, she <laughs> respectfully declined. I, which he wasn't consenting to. But listen, I see that's so real. And I think that as black and brown women, as women in general, we feel that if we start engaging or participating in an act that we can't say no or we can't opt down or unsubscribe. Listen, if I don't like something, I'm gonna unsubscribe and you're gonna know. So- But you know what? There is incredible pressure on black women and women of color to be exotic free. Mm -hmm. They expect, and I'm not harping on, you know, non-women of color. I don't know how else to say it. But there is an exponential like pressure to be thick, to be freaky. She gotta spin around on the dick. She gotta <laughs> suck it this way. Mm -hmm. She gotta she gotta be able to mm -hmm. porn hub it. So it's like mm -hmm. he's challenging your level of expertise and consent and it's like alright, am I meeting his expectations? Because if you're not freaky, then you're boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then you I got bad box, boring. bad reputation, you're single forever. You know what I mean? And it was literally like just a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So definitely, like she said, talk about consent. If you don't like it there, say you don't like it there. If you do like it there, say you like it there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, For a heterosexual sex, do-rags <laughs> are awesome because they also... Um, substitute or alternate as harnesses for male to female oral sex. That's a safe sex tip from Lexi. <laughs> and Kara is my homie because when I tell you me and Kara have some of the funniest um, Tinder and Bumble <laughs> stories, oh my God. When I tell you, let me tell you how sacred the salon is. And I'm sure the barbershop is just as sacred, right? But bruh, niggas, men, because everybody ain't black. Because let me tell you, some redheads floating around here. But um, I know all y'all business, okay? So if you fucking up or her attitude pepped up, nine times out of ten, I shampooed her hair within that week. Got a, a message where typically she was spelling out Negro and I spelled nigga. I did that. 
<laughs> the salon is the sacred space for us to like amp each other up and be each other's wingman for our social digital dating and stuff like that so trust and believe your girl and her favorite stylist she know all your shit she know your dick size as a matter of fact if you got a stylist like me your stylist told her client your dick size and whether or not it was lucrative enough to keep fucking with you so if you got some you're welcome from Lexi. <laughs> Speaking of fuckboys and literally dead ass speaking of fuckboys, dead ass, we have Brandy Turner, the author of the Fuckboy Fables. And okay, so I met Brandy at a fashion show for a really dope artistic team that does a lot of work for Bonaire Magazine, styled by Coco Crystal Deloach, one of my favorite homies of all times, is an amazing stylist in Atlanta. And she's like, Lexi, come out to this show. And she knows how introverted and antisocial I genuinely am. So she's like, come out. I come to this party. And Brandy's here with this super dope table about fuckboy fables. And I'm like, moth to a flame. Like, how do I find out more information? I need more about fuckboy fables. I'm really wondering, like, how do I share my stories with her so it could be like a collection? Like Aesop's fables, you know what I mean? Like it could be volumes of, of fuckboy stories to record for future generations to avoid, right? Like I want this to be like like in the super future. Like I want like I want there to be like a digital copy and like a capsule. You know what I mean? That like saves the future from fuckboys, like at the end of the matrix. <laughs> when we get to Mars. So, okay. Tell us about it, Brandy. Let me stop. <laughs> this one got Hi, me. everybody. I'm Brandy Turner, author Hi. of Fuckboy Fables. Hi. Fuckboy Fables is a collection of short stories about situations, um, real situations women have been in with fuckboys. So they're my own stories, friends, family members, uh, random people I've met that allow me to retell their story. And she said it's our fables because it's like that. At the end of each story, there's a lesson to be learned from the experience with the fuckboy. Um, so I, I did it too, like she said in the beginning for a release, um, to kind of get things off my chest from my own fuckboy experiences and to kind of move on and go, all right, I'm tired of being bitter and angry and upset. And I want to kind of learn from it and figure out what am I doing wrong so I can learn from it. Um, but the title fuckboy just kind of stands out. So that's the title I went with. And everyone has their own story. I could tell a story right now. I've told stories at bars and different places and people are like, wait, how you know my life? And I'm like, no, nah, that's my story. They're like, girl, I went through the same thing. And it's like, yeah, but I've noticed and I dealt with this. You don't talk about it because you're afraid. You, you think that you're the only person that deals with it. You think you're alone. You think that, you know, oh, no one will understand me or they're going to think I'm stupid or how did you get in that relationship? Or, oh my God, I would never meet. And I've had multiple people be like, oh, never me. And I had a girl literally call me two months after reading my book and was like, so I was looking at my boyfriend sideways when I was reading your book. And then a month later, we broke up. And now I have my own fuckboy story. It's like, see, don't judge me. And because you never know when you might end up in that situation and you need that support, you know? Mm -hmm. Every person gets one batch of poison. 
one situation that they are totally emotionally connected to and dominated, and it is toxic, is poisonous, is passionate, is sexy, is nasty. <laughs> you willing to abandon your whole family for it? You willing to drop out of school for it? Fuck nursing school. <laughs> We all had that. Everybody has had that experience, but I think it's so dope how we're preparing like everybody for like the next season. And like you said, we come together as a community so we can see like one, it ain't nothing special. What did we participate in? You know what I mean? We all participated in the bullshit, right? So cool. This is what that shit looked like. Mm -hmm. And what she did was low key gave us all the keys. If you read this book and then you start seeing dudes, if anybody feels familiar to the book, it's like, uh, 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 uh. start patting the hand, you pat the little baby hand when they start doing shit. uh, 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 Little nigga, no. You're not about to fuck boy me. Yep. That's the living And that's all we trying to do. Like, it's cool. Have sex. Create great relationships. Explore the world. Do fun shit. But what you do not have to do is be a willing, rolling, participant. multiple participant to fuckboy activity. Exactly. You're going to get your first freebie. Everybody get their freebie and they get out of jail free card. Don't let that nigga trap you. But then after that, it's like, all right, so this game, this what I learned. How am I going to take care of myself better so when I encounter people like that, they either feel intimidated by me, they realize that shit ain't going to work on me, or I look at it and it don't even resonate with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to keep building yourself up to the point where it's like, you know what? If this ain't exactly what I need, I ain't even willing to settle for what it seemed like it could be. You know what I mean? Stop praising niggas for potential. For potential and um, what's word I like to use for the basics? For the we basics, have, we have a tendency. I and I'm, I'm gonna say we because myself included. We have a tendency to praise dudes for the basics, and I mean basics like, oh girl, he called me every day. That is basics. He's supposed to. He's pursuing you. It, but I've been. I've done that before. Like, mm-hmm. oh girl, excited? he. You know, you're excited. You. So, you're so used to dealing with ancient niggas that you get a good one. It's kind of like, oh, he's doing this stuff. But then when you when you step back and go, that's basic one on one stuff. Okay. 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 That's so check it. So I read this story on, it was like Ebony Magazine or whatever. And the story was, I married a man that didn't have a house, a job, or a car. That's how the, that's the headline, right? Okay. So I'm like, click. <laughs> how did that Reads work out? more. <laughs> Self-sabotages day, you know. <laughs> so I read the material, whatever. And this lady was saying how at the time she met this guy, Everything in her life was quote unquote resume ready, right? The house, car, the education, the job, blah, 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 blah. She meets this guy and what he had was a business plan with like dates, execution, like hard work, like I'm going to work my way up and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do this. And they got married. She dealt with it. Like she watched him grow into the situation and she really wrote that potential out, right? So, like, when do you know which potential is worth it and which one is not? Because, like, okay, consider this. The movie Acrimony. Mm-hmm. My nigga. I hated that movie. I love man. I love man. As you should have been. No. I argued for hours straight after That's watching real. that movie. Dead ass argued, like, loudly. I was fist to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because, like... 
Yo, so why did you? What was your argument? My issue was it's so frustrating because I felt like the the entire cast was opportunistic. Everybody was banking on this idea to take off, but nobody was willing to do the work and the accountability to get it done. Because okay. that's a part of partnership. Okay. I It's no benefit for me to be with you if I'm doing all of the work because I've enabled you to be a, a baby. Taraji wasn't holding her man accountable. You know what I mean? And she was crazy. You can't go driving Jeeps in the trailers. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a no-go. She overdid it up front. He was an opportunity because he knew he had this gym, but he wasn't willing to do any of the hard work. He wanted the money up front. Mm-hmm. You weren't willing to go in the company and work in the mailroom and then work in the office and development and create the relationships. Mm -hmm. You wanted to walk in and talk to the CEO that morning and say, this is what the fuck I need y'all to do. Mm -hmm. Where my checks at? I need racks. I need a penthouse. I need a yacht. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, lo and behold, he got it because he found a person who was opportunistic enough and had the relationships and the accountability to get it done. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I'd have killed everybody. So for me, my argument was because by this time I had written a book and everything. Mm-hmm. My my argument was I was afraid of the message the movie was saying. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that the movie would say to women, "Stick that shit out, oh. stay in that relationship." Mm-hmm. day. So now mm-hmm. you have women like me who stay and wait and wait and wait for a return on your investment mm-hmm. when that shit really went belly up twice mm-hmm. and bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's why I was angry because that's you know everyone has their different size what they took from it. So from the baggage I carry around, it was like, okay, so I just waited out because it could potentially be like no, no, because right. at some point clearly you have breaking point. So you expect someone to stay past their breaking point yeah. because it might turn into something. Mm-hmm. So now I got women around here. No, I'm gonna stay with him for fifteen years because you know look what Taraji did. He she got money finally. You're gonna it's be like, looking like Bella. You gonna be looking like Kim Bella. Well, and the thing is, you looking like that. But how do you feel? What I think I was talking to a guy who was like, "At what cost? What What am I losing? Am I losing health? Am I losing relationship with my family? Because mm-hmm. she messed up her family relationship. Yeah. Her sanity clearly was completely gone. She got never it. got a degree. She never finished school. She never had a child. She never developed a healthy relationship with anybody else. She lost all of that to stick around before his payday. Right. And when she finally decided to leave. She goes psycho because his payday happens. And I think how I took the movie as really a learning opportunity, right? So being able to understand the ins and outs of relationships, because every relationship is different. So not, and I don't think she was really looking for a payday. So what I took from the movie is she was looking for somebody that she could build with. Even though from the beginning, we knew he was opportunistic, right? Like Lexi was saying, so being able to decipher and really see the how long are you going to stay? But then also, are you willing to really sacrifice your self-worth for what the potential? Because I think a lot of women these days, I shouldn't say a lot of women, but I should say for some women, they look at the potential of a man, right? Speaking very, very hetero, but looking at the the potential of their their future partner. And so they're like, oh, they have really good potential, so I'm going to stay with them. But if they don't currently show you what they have, 
are you really willing to stay for the potential? You can't base your whole life or your whole relationship off the potential, potential of somebody, I read, right? Uh, I think it was in the book Before You Do by Richard T.D. Jakes, and it was like, you don't like that person at that moment. Mm-hmm. If they never change, will you be okay? And I'm right. asked like, and I'm, I don't claim to be a therapist at all, <laughs> but I have these conversations with me because this, because after reading this, this is now my question when I meet people: if I can never get that man to lose weight, if I can never get him to a better job, if I can't never get him in that bins I want, if I can never get him to articulate, be able to have a, a conversation in a room full of moguls, if I can never get that, and he is exactly who he is at that moment, will I be okay? Mm-hmm. And see, that's that potential. That potential is it. If I can change this, mm-hmm. it would be okay. Right. Can never change that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm for that. And and you know, what are you what are you losing in that point? So that's that's that story. So and people ask me, so do you think he's a fuckboy? And I honestly in that movie do not think the character was a fuckboy. I definitely in the end, I think so part of me feels I don't feel like, because my definition, I have a hard definition of fuckboy. So I feel like in the beginning, he was manipulating. So maybe he had fuckboy tendencies. Maybe he wasn't complete. So maybe in the beginning. He, he was, was a genetic fuckboy, yeah. not a malicious fuckboy. Right. So he was uh, manipulating because he knew he would be like, I just need, I think I remember him, them walking when she first lost her mother. He was like, I just need a little bit more money. And she gave him like a little bit more money. It was like, I just need a little bit more money, a little bit more money. A little more. So that was manipulating. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling to her need to be wanted because she had lost something. That was manipulating. Um, after she, after he got the millions, I did feel some type of way that he gave the other woman everything that he promised um, to Roger's character. So that bothered me because it's like that's like I don't know if y'all feel that way, but if I talk about baby names with a guy and then we stop dating, but then he goes to have a baby, and then I'm like, no, that was our name for our child. Like that's you nice. can't you, you can't do that. Like it's yeah. a soul time. You just can't do that. Yeah. So I felt like he should have came up with another place to take her and another penthouse to have. Like you just can't give someone else all the stuff you promised me. But I feel like everything you just said is what made Makes him, him a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the only thing that saved him was the fact that he gave her money. So yeah. for me, mm-hmm. that is most important. Like my be the business. That's most important. It was like, well, you gave me my car. I can pay. I can pay for a little bit of happiness. I can drive up close to it. So, Sil, how you feel about it? I did not see that. Like, I just, I was like, oh, when was that? But yeah, it came out um, this year. No, but there's been this whole like um, on Twitter of like laughing at women and maybe that's not as polite but like basically laughing at women who are like the pick me's so they're like they're basically basically the women who are you know, you know dealing with the dude who's only giving you the bare minimum and you know they're bragging about you know staying low and building with a nigga you know like which is all just bullshit you know like like the nigga's coming up you're not he's gonna you know he'll come up and then leave you once he's back on, you know, but they're like, Oh, well I'm this woman and I'm so down and you know, I'm going to help him and blah, blah, blah. But like, he doesn't have your best interest. Meanwhile, you sit here trying to build a, build a nigga who is not, is not going to benefit you at all at the end of the day. So, and then it's so funny because especially on Thanksgiving, they're like the ones like, well, I always, I always, um, build my man's plate. I get my man's plate. It's like, you know, who do you say the baby or the husband? And they're like the husband. You can handle building a guy. 
then by all means build it. That's if you're not losing question. anything, because there's no right or wrong to this life. There's no right or wrong. If you can handle it, if you can't, if you mentally and physically can take it, do that, sis. And if you cannot own that shit and say, I cannot do that and be okay with it. There's no right or wrong. You don't, you're not um, a fuck girl or you're not, uh, what is it, submissive or you're not, not marriage material because you can't, you don't want to build a dude. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, but just just like you said, if he doesn't come with you, if he doesn't come to you with these qualities, like you can't place them in him. Right. Right. This is true, too. That's their potential. And it's like this. So check this out. So I've been like talking to different people and asking them about their definition of love. And a lot of people give a totally different definition of what we have been glamorized to buy into. Right. Mm hmm. Love has absolutely nothing to do with the shit you like about a person. Agreed. Nothing. Agreed. Nothing. Love is the the caveat for all of the bullshit. So like mm-hmm. Brandy said, do I want to love you enough? Do I want to provide unconditional support, kindness, long-suffering, whatever y'all went to church and heard, that shit. Um, do you want to provide all of that to a person based on potential, mm-hmm. based on good dick, based on whether they mama like you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or your mama like them or whatever the case may be. Like, what are you willing to give up? Like, if, like she said, if you never, if you never change, am I willing to love you? Am I willing to offer an active, unconditional support Am I willing to be the God? Because God is love, right? God equals love. One, right? You got to break it down into an algorithm. If that's the algorithm, are you worth the numbers? Are you worth my fucking investment? Is this going to be a return on investment or just a return on dick? Because let me tell you, I can't buy anything with dick. I cannot exchange it. I can't barter it off. I can't say, but girl, it's 10 inches. I won't get any credits no. on my electricity bill for that. <laughs> girl, it's 10 inches. Yeah. We're going to put Lexi, Lexi, what do you say? You got to do a trick. <laughs> do a trick. Now, that might be up in his life. Gold member from motherfucking... Um, What's my nigga? Austin Powers a 007 or some shit. And you got some 007 dick? <laughs> I still ain't gonna get no credit on my electricity bill. James Bond still shoot a bunch of motherfuckers to get the pussy. Like, he had to kill two people in front of the bitch in the slinky dress before he got to bust her down. Like, that's how the, the movie works. Like, if we gonna buy into the game, then you need to watch James Bond. You need to learn how to snipe in a tuxedo by driving a BMW marine ship through Madrid while blowing up buildings with me in your lap and my hair can't curl up at all because you know I'm a 4C. I need a blanket. (laughs) Is it a weighted blanket so I can get some rest? Because if it's not a... Let me be real with you. I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what? I know what I'm going to tolerate and what I'm not going to tolerate. If a nigga show up to my house and he got wings and he not ready to share them, he gets put out and blocked. I have no space for you. Find a cliff. Oh! Wait, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready either. <laughs> Get out. To the cliff. Not the cliff. To the cliff. <laughs>
So in order to fiscally responsibly navigate through this holidays and fuckboy season <laughs> as it reaches peak activity as fuckboys pre-cuffing holiday hibernation season. season when it's gonna be all of these Black Friday sales on Netflix so <laughs> and leftover Thanksgiving food and Christmas food so cuffing season gonna be pretty hefty mm-hmm. coming up soon but when with the family and you want to um, lighten the mood and be the millennial that you are. Mm-hmm. I think that you should purchase the Fuck Boy Fable game table so, game. And so, so a little glimpse. My of I've developed my own brand. I call myself the Fuck Boy Magnet. Um, so you can follow me at fck underscore boy magnet on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my book is also the Fuck Boy Fables. Um, it's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And if you go to my um, you can purchase it digitally. I'll do the app ebooks. You can go to my Instagram and purchase that as well. From my Instagram as well, you can purchase Fuckboy Fables the game. So the game is um, where you basically describe, without acting out, you describe characteristics of fuckboys and different things, and the people around you have to guess. And um, it's a bunch of different cards, so it's come almost like charades. All right, so guys, we're going to play Fuckboy Fables the game. You guys ready? Yes. yes. So, are you guys ready? I can't describe. I can only say I the word it. after you say the word. Okay. Okay. So, I can't say any of the words inside of the phrase. All right. So ready? Taboo. Yes. Ready? Yeah. All so, right. this is just like taboo, you guys. All right. So, guys, says when you're talking to them and another girl come up and you see them oh, talking. that's just my friend. Yep. My that's just my friend. Mm. All right. So, this is just like the previous card. The guys will use this excuse when it's another girl, but they won't say my friend. They'll say something else. That's my sister. Nope. This is my homie? Yep, but oh. not homie, but... That's my homie. Okay, this is a synonym of a fuckboy. And uh, it's not a scrub, it's not trash. It's when someone's very mean and they got a stank attitude. A dick. And no, uh, and that... An uh, emo uh, ass nigga. Okay, a little bitch ass, ass nigga. Bitch ass nigga. No. Ho ass nigga. Switch the words around. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop ass, talking to people word. like this. F-hole. Oh, asshole. Baby, take me back because... I'm going to do better this. You know better. I'm, 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 I'm different. I'm, I'm not like these other niggas. Three more. You get this text early. Um, Not in daytime, but... No, no, you get this. It's not, not. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not at nighttime, but early in the day, which is good morning. Good morning, beautiful. (laughs) Fuckboy Fables the game is available on my Instagram at fuckboymagnet at fck underscore boy magnet. You can also Google it and it'll come up. It's available on payhip.com slash fuckboymagnet. So I want to thank you, ladies, for hanging out with us for coming to the cunt quarters. And just relaxing, sipping some wine, telling us what you really think about the current culture. We have the Trap Podcast and our homeboy, L Boogie, a.k.a. Layton. Free my nigga, Layton. Um, <laughs> on the show a few weeks ago, and it was kind of like letting the guys kind of vouch for themselves and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's, we're always trying to find out like what's really going on. But we also kind of, like, want to make sure that as catnips, as, like, being ourselves that we're offering and acknowledging as many perspectives as possible. Because no two people really do think alike. 
So there's no way that we can really navigate this just feeling like how I feel is the only way to manage things. And the one thing that catnip weed drugs is it offers you an alternate perspective, an alternate universe to do those things. You know, so thank you for enjoying libations with us. Thank you for talking about fuck boys. (laughs) They're like cockroaches. (laughs) Don't, don't, nobody, don't nobody want to admit you got him, but you got him. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Let me tell you about a fuck time. nigga. A fuck nigga would know that he a fuck boy to you and like see you in public or like you use him for a swindle or something like that. And when I tell you, he will make himself so, he will make sure that the whole room knows that he has some type of access to you. And you'll be like, mm-hmm. you don't move your ass back. <laughs> You get out here. Get, I didn't get, schedule you get, for that. Uh-uh. Get. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, I love you. I love you, bitch. I love you too. And I love me more. And I love Peachy Pop Media because we worked really, 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 really hard to put this podcast together. And to offer authenticity and like relatability and timeliness and like dopeness. We put our heart and souls into this podcast. And this is our wrap up episode for our very first season. So we want to thank you guys for every listen, play, for every time you added us, for every time you thought about it, talked about it, tweeted, texted, all of that shit. We want to tell you like how incredibly, undeniably grateful we are for the support. So you can check out our entire season on several platforms. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play. And as always, you can find us on SoundCloud. And please visit www dot catnips with a z as in dot com where you can listen to the show watch our videos see who you really been been being best friends with over the social internet for the last few months um join us live we're gonna be launching dates so make sure that you are following us on social media we are on instagram as at the catnips with a z at the end as in following us we are our stories are reckless way more reckless than our mom should should know (laughs) and it's always gonna be a show but we are doing a wrap-up party for our season for all of my businesses because lexi is the super entrepreneur and for the podcast we're doing a wrap-up party which is gonna be a giving holiday donation situation as well so follow us online at catnips on instagram and at the catnips podcast on facebook and as always fuck with a real nigga fuck with a player like lexi and i'm gonna help you get your life right